evening. Welcome to another episode of the Masters Fans with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My Latmo out here. Furnace, free on free. Well, past last week, innit? No, but a week before. Yeah, last week were the three of us. Yeah. Week before that, it wasn't. I went, I went about. You weren't here. Yeah. So two on three. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused right now. Just play a Pokemon. I will. Um. <laughs> What do I want to say? Yeah, Furnace is back. We out here living, surviving. Anyway, let's get into it. So, elections happened. And... The way the guy just increased the volume of his voice. Oh, yeah. no, wait, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm distracted. I was supposed to do sorry, not sorry first. <laughs> oh, yeah, who's in the sorry? I'll, I'll jump in the hot seat. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Cool. Okay, uh, Moses, my question for you is... Oh. <coughs> After you finish battling. Yeah, because... Um, oh, flip, I lost it. <laughs> All right, Peter, what's your question? Um, <laughs> my question is... Peter's got this disapproving look on his face, right? <laughs> uh, biblically, today, would you say things like depression and like mental health could be demonic? And if so, how would you approach it? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. So basically, I wouldn't make a blanket statement like that. Mm. Um, first and foremost, simply because um, even it could be. So as like yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. I think um, one thing that really struck me was when I was going through Matthew, I recognized that it described both um, ailments and the casting out of demons as healings. Mm. And so I would say healing can still be prayed for in those situations mm. so whether it covers whether it's a demonic possession whether it's tormenting whether it's, it's a natural ailment whatever it is healing is what we can kind of pronounce over it mm. um i would be more inclined to attribute it to not seeking first the kingdom of god okay from the perspective of um it's linked um seeking first the kingdom of god is linked to um do not be anxious mm. about your life what you'd wear what you'd eat what you're going what you're going to drink um which denotes the necessities of life mm. um whether people like you like l- things like that and these things are necessity uh, whether people like you arguably is not a necessity um if your family don't like you that might be a necessity but um it's it's one of those ones where when we become consumed with the necessities of life, we start to work in order to provide some sort of security when it comes to the necessities. But the Bible tells us, no, seek first the kingdom of God, work for heavenly treasures rather than earthly treasures. Mm. And I found that even with both conversations I've had and personal reflection, most of these things that come through is when I'm actually trying to strive in my own power to do something that I feel I should be able to do. Okay. Um, and so it, that's why I would, I would <coughs> my inclination would be more so towards not seeking first the kingdom of God, trusting in his provision. If he takes care of the birds, he's going to take care of me. If he takes care of the flowers, he's going to take care of me. He's going to surround me with the right amount of people. He's going to ensure that so long as I continue seeking him, actively seeking him first, he's going to ensure that like my family never go without. Um, I never go without that. There's, there's never going to be a time of we don't have nappies. And even if we 
like practically cannot afford it. We've had, we've literally had situations where we couldn't, we've got two weeks where we, we I don't know how I'm going to put food into the fridge. And one of our aunties has come through with shopping bags of food and we haven't told them that we, we need it. And they just come through and just like, I felt God saying I should buy these for you. And she's literally done a full week shop for us. And it's just like, wow, like God, you're actually providing for us. Um, so yeah, I'll say I, I will be more inclined to say it, it's as a result of not seeking first the kingdom of God. But I do recognize that sometimes these can be um, supernaturally influenced. Um, things can be heightened or anxieties can be heightened supernaturally. Mm. Um, and I know I'm, I'm almost sounding like the Africans, like your auntie in Africa is doing stuff. Mm. But no, I recognize the activity of the supernatural and I'm not negating that they, there could be something along those lines. Mm. But even if that's seeking first the kingdom of God, I, rec I believe that that will, um, that is almost a solution. Mm. But in saying that, that doesn't comprise 100% of the situations. Um, I would almost argue that this comprises the majority of those, but yeah, I still believe in prayer. I still believe in like praying for God's peace, God's wisdom to dispel different situations and like grant you clarity and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, I would more attribute it to not seeking first the kingdom of God okay. than a possession or attack or something like that. But I do recognize that even within that, there is still like supernaturally things, like your sense of anxiety being heightened um, within that. Okay. Yeah. Remember your question? Cool. Yeah. So this goes to. Can I just add something to that? Because um, I do agree. I think you you um, you went down the anxiety path of depression. Um, yeah. Um, but I guess it, well, it's the same applies to all other mental health issues mm. as well. I'd also add, you know. Ah, actually not. Do you know? And uh, sorry, sorry to cut you. Mm. Um, I had yeah. The reason I went down anxiety and depression was that was the uh, most familiar to me. But in terms of like schizophrenia, bipolar stuff like that, mm -hmm. th those could very much be um, not necessarily uh, possession, but torment. Mm. so hearing voices mm. you could be like hearing demonic voices where mm. you're being tormented mm. um, and so yes in those situations I would definitely say like let's 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 cast out that bad boy mm. uh, uh, yeah the only thing I was going to add was discernment and, mm. and then seeing um, because I believe not only like you said ailments and casting out of demons were all considered healing mm. but Christ because he had that discernment knew which one yeah, was which is which yeah um, and, and which one was which so yeah. I think uh seeking we should be seeking to live lives where we are in constant contact with god mm. um and you know where in every situation we're looking to see what god is saying about mm -hmm. the situation i think in those instances where we are relying on discernment we will be able to see where it is because i do believe it very well can be as he said it very well can be a demon it can be a demon influence mm. um but I think we need discernment to be able to know. 110%. Where it's not, I think discernment again will give you yeah. the best solution yeah. for what's going yeah. on. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I'm happy to, with it. Yeah, and I think, I think you mentioned something key, and I think I've mentioned this quite a few times in that, <coughs> especially to do with healing, where the man born blind, that's that's like my prime yeah, example yeah. where Jesus was like it wasn't because of his sin or his parents sin but this was so that the glory of God may be manifested in this situation mm. and it's that discernment where it's just like alright why is this situation coming about yeah. and that will then determine how you address it yep. so yeah I, I agree 100% easy cool. okay question for you Moses to do with Mary and the birth of Jesus mm -hmm. so Jesus was Mary's son. Mary mm -hmm. was the mother of Mary. 
Betty was the mother of Jesus. So, um, where did Hey, that ringtone's hard. X Men from. Come on. Um, where did Hey, come on. <laughs> where did the male chromosomes for Jesus come from? So, was it a sperm or was it a spirit? Question. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, yeah. no, no, no. So, like, g- g- like genetically, genetically, mm. where did the, the 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 male part come from? Mm. And if it didn't come from a man, then can is Jesus really truly man? If it isn't male DNA, if that makes sense. So, so it, it's, it's, it's male DNA, mm-hmm. but if that if that, that that DNA didn't come from like an actual man, mm-hmm. does it still count as like human DNA? Yes, because. The same could be argued about Adam. Yeah, but Adam had the perfect body, so. But he, he, he still sinned and he still corrupted it. And so it's like, it's almost like chicken and eggs argument where it's like, what came first? But what what my current understanding is that um, Mary was almost like the host body where God... Um, not necessarily impregnated her because I know that there's been um, arguments about divine rape and blah blah blah. Um, Mary didn't really have a choice, but the Holy Spirit just came upon her. And just, oh no! Yeah, she agreed to do it. She, she agreed to do it, but the, even in the agreement, is almost like a master and a slave. I'm gonna do this to you, okay? Like, you, like your choice is very. Like, you don't really have a choice. She could have said no. She could, and then boy, probably got killed. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and so th- that that argument has been made in terms of not necessarily having having a choice, um, but the way that I've always viewed it was almost from the perspective of God placed the baby within her, in spite of like the natural genetics. So none of the DNA came from Mary. So, and this this is where it's trick. This is where it's a bit tricky because. Um, like lineage wise he came through the the lineage of david and so there's there's a relevance and an importance to that lineage mm-hmm. for her my son there was a lineage and an importance to that there's an importance and a relevance to that lineage um but and and this this is where catholics would argue that mary was sinless and so she was then able to host a sinless being um, I argue against that because if Mary was sinless, then that means at some stage, and then that, then at the age that she was at, she had lived a sinless and perfect life, which goes against what the Bible presents. That like none, none are sinless. Obviously, like babies and stuff like that. Until you get to the point where you can consciously make the decision to go against God. But it's just like, yeah, I don't believe that Mary was sinless. So that's scrapped. But I believe the the way that I kind of... I'm better waffling, boy. This is a good question. Um, the way that I've grasped it is almost in spite of Jesus was placed in. So in spite of the lack of male DNA, in spite of the lack of whatever. So it's almost like... Um, yeah, it's like Mary was hosting this being. And um, her DNA 
Not that it wasn't required because she still fed him and nurtured him and stuff like that. But it was very much like, in spite of everything she came with, it was still placed within him, within her. So it wasn't necessarily that there was a physical male DNA and a literal female DNA that was kind of taken and meshed together into one. Yes, her womb and stuff was used and there was a natural birth and everything like that. But I believe that this, this baby, this child Jesus, was of utterly divine origin. But then incubated in human and took on flesh within the womb. So it wasn't necessarily that the divine meshed with, but um, genetically the divine meshed with um, flesh, but almost in Mary incubating divinity, it took on flesh within her. Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. So, For the most part. So it's like, it's almost like, um, <clears throat> I place an egg into an incubator and an incubator nah that's that's not the best of so are you saying that Jesus and Mary weren't blood related then by virtue of placenta and stuff like that they were so by virtue of like her like naturally nourishing him as a fetus and growing him to full term I, I believe and giving birth to him I believe that there was that connection there was that genetic connection but the origin i don't believe was part genetic part divinity i believe it was holy divinity placed within humanity and then by virtue of that interaction took on humanity okay i haven't thought this through entirely but i don't necessarily see or hold to um the necessity of like the male gene and by extension the female gene because I believe that it was like the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will have you will be with child and so I, I believe that it was almost like the Holy Spirit placed this child within her and then whilst within her it took on human flesh cool okay Pete you want to say Peter? no I agree because I think that your question presumes that the egg was Mary's Mm. and was asking for where the male chromosome came from. Yeah. Um, and I think I agree with Mo in that I think it was quite simply a matter of if the egg was, if, if Jesus was made from a, Mary's egg and God's sperm, then he's not entirely human or entirely mm. divine. He's half of both. He's like he's a, a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I Hercules. Believe, I believe he was entirely God. And Mary was just a conduit. Mm. Um, the arguments about her not having um, a choice, I think, are, are dispelled when you hear her reaction. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and, mm. And mm. When when okay. if, if 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 I if the Queen comes to me and says I'm going to give you two million pounds, and my reaction is, "Oh, mighty Queen, let it be as you have said," that doesn't sound like someone who is being divinely raised. Okay, by so you're looking at the pounds. Magnificat. Sorry? <clears throat> You're looking at the Magnificat, her, praise, her song of praise and worship yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think people that say that want to say that with um, with ignorance towards this person's relationship with God because mm. they believed in God and they were, you know, they God had found, they'd found favour in God's eyes because they were essentially good. 
Um, so I think, yeah, I agree. And I think most answers are accurate in that I believe it was entirely God and entirely, he was entirely God and entirely man. And that was an entirely holy and divine thing to do. So no chromosomes came from a man, no chromosomes came from a woman. Mary was just an incubator for nine months, after which Jesus mm. came out, did his thing for 33 years. Come on. And then, boom. Yeah. Shout out to Mary. I feel like I really, the Catholic notion of Mary being sinless really great, like really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, but I think it fits in with their prayer to saints. Yeah, and yeah, it fits in with that. that. Dogmatic stuff. It re- yeah, it really rubs me the wrong way because it's if you can claim that anyone, anyone was sinless, then that invalidates yeah, the need of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah entirely. So even with like Enoch, Jesus, it could have been everyone else, yeah. not anyone else. Yeah. It's like, no. what, what, what's the difference between Mary and us? Why, why couldn't we do it? Yeah. And even with Enoch, when it says that he walked with Jesus, he walked with God, and then the f- chariot of fire, people are like, oh, he was sinless. I was like, no, mm. he had a, he had a good, re- he had like a, such a good relationship with God that God just took him out. Mm. Doesn't mean that he was faultless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Are you happy with that? Yeah. You sure? Alright, let's get into it. Yeah, he's, he's uh, bro, you know, like my baby puts his head on that pillow, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but this is the underside, so it's okay. You, you switch both, you switch sides. <laughs> okay, just keep on this side. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Alright. We're going to have to watch that. <laughs> let's get serious, man. <laughs> and he laughs. So, elections happened. Yeah. Is anyone surprised by the result? No. Nope. Do you know what, yeah? I was deflated, not surprised. Okay. I, w- I wasn't surprised at all. Do you think, it, do, you, do you expect it to be such a big margin? No. No, I, I didn't expect it to be such a big margin. But what I've started doing, you know, what I started doing was I was following both conservatives and Labour. And Lib- no, I don't think I was following the Democrats. I don't think they had a chance. But yeah, the their Twitter accounts were equally like, it was just like, wait, it, each each Twitter account was almost oblivious of the other. And it's like, the same the same post will come up and it'll be like, conservatives are like, like the debates, conservatives are like, Boris won and he was so incredible. And then the Labour was like, uh, Corbyn won and he was so incredible. And I was like, oh, okay, you guys are both delusional. Um, but no, I think because it was a Brexit debate, the only people that were saying they will get Brexit done were the con- conservatives. And people are just tired of Brexit. So I'm not surprised that Conservatives won at all. Mm. Do you know what? I think for me, what it really highlighted <coughs> was what we've we've said on the podcast a few times and Pia's like been intentional about going against this. It's just, uh, it's just the curated bubbles that we find ourselves in mm. where we, we just hear from people who support um, Labour. Mm. Or we just hear from people that support conservative. And it's not, and uh, and I think going a bit deeper than that, it's just it's not just about hearing those people. It's about wiping out anyone who has yeah. the opposite. Yeah. 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 yeah, to the to the point where it's like someone who posts something about Labour, and then if a conservative or something like tries to negate it, all hell breaks loose on that thread, and you're just like, ah, oh, all of these people supporting the thing, yeah, cool, and them not in the minority. Yeah. Um, it made me really aware of it, and. It, in all honesty, it just reminded me of Trump. 
Because, like, everyone was just like, nah, this this guy can't win mm. two twosies in. Yeah. So it, it was just like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. what. So for me, I wasn't surprised. It reminded me of Trump. I was deflated because I was just like, oh, what's, what's about to happen now? But I'm just like, it made me more conscious of the quote-unquote labour bubble that I was in because mm. everyone around me was just like, labour, 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 labour. So, yeah, it was interesting. How do you think you'd be... Were you surprised by it? Um, no. Mm. I didn't think it would be like that big a gap. Did you see the graphics showing how like Britain voted? No, I didn't. Because essentially Britain is blue and then Scotland is... Scotland. Scotland <laughs> is yellow, which is the SNP. But you look at it and it's just like... It's just dots of labour. Yeah. Like in London and in some parts of uh, the West. It was just like... It was crazy, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, I think it helps that Boris Johnson has a way of making people like him, mm. like like outside of like how how he's portrayed the media and mm. stuff. Like apparently, like when you see him in person, he's like very very charming, very. Um, I mean, do you know the interesting thing about what you just said? Because you you talked about how he's portrayed in media, but again, I'll go back to it's the bubble thing because Corbyn's response was that the media uh, ran a smear a smear campaign against him. And in sort of the circles that you, we run in, you will only see the media clips that go to show Boris Johnson as like a liar or mm. as like a, a buffoon. Um, but then those are the ones that are circulating in the bubbles that yeah. mm. we're in. Whereas you have other media that actually shows them in a very good light and then shows Corbyn in a, in a worse yeah. light. Do you know what? Corbyn can even say it was the media's fault that he lost, if that makes sense. Yeah. I had... I saw, um, is anyone here familiar with the um, British rapper Low Key? Yes. No. So Low Key, he's like this very um, controversial political rapper. Mm. <clears throat> Almost like Show Baraka and Propaganda on crack. Oh, okay. Like he's, and he's, um, he's very much against like the Palestinian invasion of um, one country, I've forgotten the name. Um but yeah, just talking about like genocide and slaughter and stuff like that to the point where he actually had um, government government agencies like shutting down some of his gigs and stuff that he was going to and like just keeping tabs on him because mm. he was such an extremist. Mm. Um, he made a track telling people to support Labour. And I'm like, yeah, bro, you might not want to do that, you know, because you're, you're shooting yourself, you're shooting, up, you're shooting the man in the foot. Mm. But it's like he was so passionate about this. And in seeing things like this, I was just like, yeah, this, I get your heart behind it. Mm. But I don't think this was done in wisdom, just recognising the influence and just how people see you in terms of being an antagonistic individual. Mm. Being so verbal about go for labour. I'm just like, bro, you might have just done us a disservice mm. by doing this. Um, so I'm not pinning the blame on Loki. I'm not, but I'm just almost look recognizing the different voices mm. that were supporting it, and I'm just like, yeah, it's interesting kind of seeing these voices. So, mm. yeah, so piggy banking, piggy banking, piggy banking off of that. When it comes to influence, how does one measure influence? Because I've been thinking about um, people saying that people should use their platforms responsibly, da, 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 da. Mm. but how much do you think what a celebrity or someone has has an impact on something like voting? So apparently, 
um, Stormzy sent out a tweet and he encouraged people to register to vote. And within the first hour, I believe, like 25,000 young people registered to vote. Mm. Oh. And that was just off one tweet. Didn't help though. It didn't help. Well, ultimately didn't help. <laughs> <coughs> but it was, and he almost um, shared the reasons why he was voting Labour. Mm. Um, but show Baraka, I was watching one of his, he does Baraka, uh, Barakaology. Where he kind of just shares his thoughts and stuff, and he says something that I found really impactful. Where he said, "We fight for freedom of speech and freedom to vote and freedom to do stuff and uh, stuff like that. Not, we're not fighting for you to agree with our position, but we're fighting for you to have the freedom to share yours. Mm. And so, even in even in like getting twenty five thousand young people to vote, you haven't necessarily." won them onto the Labour side. Mm. You've just opened them up to, you have the option to vote. Mm. You have a voice. You can cast, a, like you can have your say within this election. Mm. And probably like 95% of them vote, voted Conservative. We don't know. But it's just like, we've we've just like woken you up to, woke, um, you have a voice and you are able to sh like project that voice within a, d a democracy. Mm. Um, so yeah. Mm. Do you think in terms of influence? Yeah. And with, with influence again, do you think that if you have influence, you have a responsibility with how you use it? Or is it a thing where you've got big because of how you decided to live your life? So you should be able to continue deciding how and what you will say, regardless of the impact it might have on people. Spider-Man. Great, Great power, power. responsibility. Come on. I, I think, I think <clears throat> because we, we throw that around a lot um, and saying you've got influence and therefore you should. Uh, be this is a random, random tangent. Mm. But Peter's trousers matches your jacket. The shade, the hue, everything. But yeah, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm never wearing these trousers again. <laughs> nah. Peter's just sitting in my sofa just rubbing his back. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> No, um, <laughs> I think it's 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 the right thing to do if you know that what you say affects people and and you know influences the decisions they make to be mindful of it. I think that's the right thing to do. I can't force anyone to do the right thing. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And because we live in a world where it is people's God-given right to be idiots, <laughs> um, I can't you know I can't say anything otherwise. I think if you and we can see the metrics. Someone like Storms is saying that and 25,000 people going and getting registered to vote shows that he's got influence. Does that affect the music that he makes or the things that he says? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, but I think it's irresponsible to be oblivious of that or to act like you don't care about it. Um, what if you don't care about it? Well, that's what I'm saying. I can't force you to do so. So I think it's the right thing to do to be mindful of the fact that you have influence. But I can't force you to do the right thing. Yeah, I think, I think I would um, link it to being a parent, um, because literally, your actions, your behavior, your mannerisms, everything that you're doing is shaping another person's life. Not necessarily saying that you're following all your children, but some people have cult cult like following, in which, like, um, 
Rick Ross starts drinking a specific brand of champagne, everyone's trying to drink that now. Rick Ross starts doing like he grows his beard and so everyone's trying to do that now like he loses weight all the fat guys are like yeah it's time to hit the gym like <laughs> like you've, you've got such a following that people want to imitate what you're doing and now they are like absolutely horrendous parents who are doing things that they shouldn't do and so in as much as yes parents should be held to, to a standard to which you, you recognise that you've got lives dependent on you um, unfortunately not everyone lives up to that standard as Peter was saying but it's that that still remains and to to the degree that more and more people are looking at you there's that level of responsibility for leading people and it's a very trivial example but um, I went so family um, myself and Jamila's family went to Nando's after watching Jamelia in a play. And he went to the Nando's and then I was just like, I'm just going to get water. So you just give me the cup for water. Mm. Obviously, people are trying to get Sprite, but act like it's water. So... <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? I've got so many bubbles. Bro, sparkling. <laughs> sparkling. Don't know. I put ice at the bottom. Um, so at that time, there was another member of the family there that like used to look up to me. And... I even though it's taller than me, and I was just like, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go get a drink. I'm gonna, I got a glass. I'm gonna get a drink, and then I could see that he was tempted to get a drink as well. Mm. And then I was bantering, so I got up and I went and I got water, and I came sat back down, and I was like, yeah, 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 and like, I got a drink in it. Two twos. This person gets up, goes, fills his cup up with Sprite, comes sit back down, feeling like, like yeah, like. We're in this together, and I was like, "Bro, bro, I got water, you know." <laughs> and then he just sat there like, oh. <laughs> and at that moment, I recognized that even though I was doing it as banter, mm. I had led him to do something that was against his conscience. Mm. In as much as yes, he wanted to do it, but he only felt the confidence to do it because he thought that I had done it. Mm-hmm. And I recognized that this ain't banter, car like. He's he's just done something he shouldn't have done, and as I said, it's trivial. It's just a drink, but that's still it's a principle, it's a principle. principle. and it's integrity. Mm-hmm. Like you you've you've got the cup for water, mm-hmm. and you've just gone against what you've you've you said you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think for me that's the notion of resp- um, influence, where I'm like, I want to see a better society, and if people are looking at me, then I need to kind of lead by example and show them what a better society looks like. Um, and that for me is like influence where it's just like yeah let's work towards something better mm-hmm. if you want to see a world where everyone is thieves then that's what you, that's what you're going to do um, mm-hmm. yeah how about yourself do you feel there's a a requirement on influence for you to be a certain way I think I've got two split views on this. I feel like if it's a position you've been put in, then yes, because there's an expectation placed on you based on the position that you've been given. If it's something that you like, you worked from the ground up, like say someone like who? Um, let's take Eminem. Mm. Eminem was in some trailer, probably that crack one day, but he said, no, I'm gonna become a rapper. And he became the greatest rapper of this generation. Maybe the next generation too. Who knows? 
<laughs> That's a very bold statement, you know. It's debatable. Even as an Eminem stand, that's debatable. <laughs> Do you what? think there's anyone better than Eminem? Eminem in his prime, do you think there's anyone better than Eminem? I think it depends on what you're looking at. This is the thing. Because yeah. if it's lyricism, then it's very hard to find someone better than him. But if, if it's just if rhyming, it, if it's rhyming. Yeah, then it's very hard. But if, if you're talking about like musicality and stuff like that and just the ability to get a crowd rocking and stuff, then, it. then yeah, <laughs> it gets a bit tricky. He's good, he's good, definitely. But yeah, so like Eminem, he came up solely, no, not solely on, on his, but he, he, he came up on his own merits. Yeah. And um, I think if you go down that route where you force the world to um, see you, in a mm. sense, then, and like he came up doing nonsense. Mm. So so if, if, if he came up doing nonsense and he's known for doing nonsense all the way to the top, I don't see why now, now that you're at the top that he should have to change if that's what he was known for when he's come up mm. that's just my personal opinion fair enough fair um, enough mm. um, so full disclo- full disclosure guys um, Mo's had to head out to take care of little Noah so he might be absent for the rest of the podcast no because his silence people might notice his silence and I said full disclosure or maybe he was just contemplating something fully transparent don't worry you don't have to say anything why are you talking to a chair now (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you had um, greater influence than than, than you do now how would you want to use it to make the world a better place if you did want to make the world a better place when you say greater influence what do you mean can I force people to become Christians and become real Christians no then then that's <laughs> yes it's an oxymoron if you could do that would, would, would you, you do that you can't force people to become good Christians that doesn't make sense what, what truly what really there's no such thing as a good Christian you a Christian <laughs> well like a good Christian is one that's reliant entirely on God in my in my humble opinion no that's what a, that's what a Christian should do. No, that's what a good Christian should be. no that's that's what a Christian because should because there do. are bad Christians no, 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 no. who have the name Christian but aren't Christian really they're not really Christian are they fair enough I, 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 fair I, I, enough. I think you can, have, you can have Christians you can have bad Christians but I don't think you can have good Christians mm. because to be Christian is to what do yes, the mm, things you're supposed mm. to do yeah but some people do those things they're supposed to do better than others no Yes, some people do what they're supposed to do better than other people do what they're supposed to do. So you think some people are better Christians than... than yeah. Mm. If a Christian is being like Christ, some people are more like Christ than others. And then there are those who are not like Christ at all, but call themselves Christians who are... So you think some of the disciples were, were better Christians than, 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 than others of them, excluding Judas? yeah yeah i guess yeah and that's why there was almost like a hierarchy of disciples and you had peter james and john and then you had the others and then, <laughs> had, and then you had judas and after judas you had the other guy that came in that they selected who i don't think is reported having done anything else so yeah, yeah but yeah but just because it wasn't reported doesn't mean that he, yeah, no, fam, he could have been doing more stuff than paul and peter combined from then it would be in the bible but no that, no Look, anyway, anyway, if I had if I had more influence, how would I want to use it? I think I'd want people to recognize the the majesty of the word of God and um and the need to include it in everyday life. Like that's that's I think that's that's one thing that I'm I care about. So anything else you care about? Um for the for the grand scheme of things. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that. <laughs> I said anything else. <laughs> 
you know, building building mental fitness and mental strength, um, martial arts, all of those just things that I you know I like. But if I did have more influence, that's one thing that I think I'd. I'd, I'd you have. know, I was I was doing some. I was like helping collect at Asda mm. last weekend. You're helping what? Collect. What does that mean? Like Christmas collections. Oh, okay, was, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, for, for, for church. For yeah, church, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's just so who Asda. Yeah. Um, we brought down some, like a few of us brought, brought down our instruments to play. Mm. And so yeah, I think we had me, me on viola, guitar, and then my brother on saxophone. And then the guitarist and, and, and my brother had to leave. Mm. So it was just me playing. Um, and... Like when it was just me, I became more aware of mm. like all the little black kids <laughs> walking walking by, mm. and that kind of made me like stand up a bit straighter mm. and like try a bit harder because mm. like the thing that went through my head is like I'm probably one of the very few people yeah, like yeah, like very few black people they'll see playing an instrument like the viola because mm. um, that's why I'm an instrument. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Whether, whether they they ever pick up pick it up, who knows? But mm. I felt that I had the what responsibility mm. to, which, which I think is appropriate. I think it's appropriate. A good I think showing. We 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 take such things for granted far too often. You've got people who are, you know, I think it's it's a bit disingenuous to say you didn't ask for it, so you don't care because you benefit from it. Especially when you're talking about like celebrities and whatnot, who literally end up making tons of money because companies and they know that they have influence on people but then to then go turn around and say i don't care i think it's a bit it's a bit disingenuous because the same people that they know they have their influence on in essence are paying them and they're benefiting from it so why not at least at the very least be responsible with that influence you have over them you know that that's how i i I feel anyway yeah Hmm. yeah i know i I feel for certain things, maybe. Mm-hmm. When, like, for rap, where everyone was talking about beating and killing women. Yeah. That's not the person you should be <laughs> looking to influence. That's the thing. He, should, the- he shouldn't then be as influential as he is. No, no, no. no, no. It's, it's not that he shouldn't be influential because there's a market for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, there is. There is. Well, there is. Um, if you know that's not in line with like what you believe, mm. then maybe don't be trying to live your life after him. Mm. That's a fair point. Um, so we were just talking about if we had greater spheres of influence, how do we like to use it? So how would you, how would you use yours if you had more? Right, just throw money in the deep end like that. Yeah. Do you want more influence? Do you, would you want to be more influential? Yeah. Do you know what? Yes. And if I had more influence, the way that I would like to use it would be to emphasize to the people around me that my position means nothing. That is almost like we are all on equal footing irrespective of my influence. Mm. That I will, tr- I will take you as seriously as people take me. Mm. Um, so it's almost like I would like, r- crude example, I would like to lead a church to show people that ministry isn't just for the leader. Mm-hmm but you can lead from the congregation. You can lead from where you're sitting. And so I would then almost hand over that responsibility to others, to, to empower others mm. to be able to fulfill what they're doing. To give, not necessarily give people a leg up, mm. 
Because mm. it's almost like trying to find, ah, uh, but it's just like, cool, you've got this gifting and this ability, this and that. Let me empower you to do that. Mm. You've got this. Let me empower you to do this. How can I invest into you for you to flourish as the way you're meant to be flourishing? And so it's very much like influence, but from within the people rather than sitting above them. So that that's that's roughly the way that I would like to do it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay, so speaking of um people who have great influence being accountable, mm-hmm. do you think there should also be some accountability on us on who we allow to 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 influence us? Oh, more, 110%. Um Paul says follow me as I follow Christ. So it's just like, bro, like if if you're not actually going into in the trajectory that I I feel based on like my convictions that this is where we ought to go, I shouldn't follow you. I think we the people that we we follow and we allow influence us, we need to be very selective over. Um while still leaving this is gonna sound bare contradictory, while still leaving an openness for God to almost point and be like, nah, like, humble yourself. You need to learn from this person. Mm. And also to recognize that just because you recognize bad traits from people doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing you can learn from them. Mm. So it's like, yeah, got, uh, like one time I was meant to be given a message and I was so discouraged. And then God was just like, oh, I've gone to the God channel. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> really, God? <laughs> I go into the God channel and it was... Um, Joel Osteen. And I'm hey. like, really, God? And then he's like, God's, God knows what he's put into you. You've got the potential to do what God has called you to do. I was like, okay, so this is what I needed to hear. <laughs> and in as much as I might not agree with his theology, I might not agree with whatever he's doing. <laughs> I said, that sounded bad. I might not necessarily agree with different things, but at that moment in time, he has something that I needed to hear. Mm. And God allowed, God used that to influence me. To be able to just be like, all right, cool, yes. It's not necessarily a confidence in me, but rather a confidence in God's ability to work through me within that situation. Um, so yes, within our own strength, within our own might, we need to be conscious about who we open ourselves up to, but we still need to be led by the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to be like, all right, cool, like go here, do this, do that, and to learn from different people. Um, but yeah, I feel like everything is very much... Um, Follow me as I follow Christ. Mm. And the one thing that I'm, I, I'm personally being challenged with is the reality of there's a difference between worldly wisdom and godly wisdom. Okay. So in terms of like running my own business, I'm learning from different business books and God is just like, but there's a difference between the way that I will lead you and the way that these books will lead you. Mm. And so in as much as, yes, learn from them, but always learn to kind of sift things through the Holy Spirit and the Bible to just be like, all right, cool. Like, how are you leading me? Um, so, yeah, study-wide. Um, I think it's Spurgeon. He was like, read wide and visit many books, but live in the Bible. Blah, 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 so it's blah, like, blah. yeah, like have just draw influences from different people but the person that shapes and molds and like cr- fashions who you are should be the Holy Spirit, should mm. be Jesus, should be the triune God. Um, so yeah, because even Solomon, like 
this guy would just go in when we read through Ecclesiastes and stuff and probably yeah, Ecclesiastes, he would just go into the garden and just have a look at the have a look at something and it's like, oh, I gained wisdom from that. Go somewhere else, he saw a dead body, I gained wisdom from that. And it's just like raw, like he's learning from just the things around him. Um yeah, so obviously that his end wasn't the greatest because he wasn't submitted all the way through. Mm. But yeah, it's peak. Man says seven, was it 700 concubines and 300 wives? God, dang. Good problem to have, man. Bro. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> man, that's, that's. So wait, hold on, yeah. There's 365 days in a year. So that's like four years nah, worth of a different baby. A lot of day. them would have been like political marriages that he, he like probably never saw in his in, in his life. F- fat. <laughs> Fam. Man. With too much choice is a good thing. Do you know what? Do you know what? My man says smashed, yeah? This is how I know that I've been in shortage for so long. I just want a smashed avocado. But yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's, it's an actual thing. Like hipsters, smashed avocado, they, they love it. But yeah, it's just, yeah. I've been in shortage too long. Avocado's nasty. Anyway, let's round up. Um, I think we've had a good conversation. Guys, use your influence correctly. Unless you came if up you from the bottom. If you have influence. Even if he came from the bottom, and like Eminem, in as much as he came from the bottom, he still influenced. His influence is such, eh, his influence is such that like any white rapper are trying to be like Eminem. Like that's just. A he also recognizes that you know, like he he will say you know the fat kid looking in the mirror that's the guy he's rapping for. And like especially now, he's trying to be a bit more uh, cognizant of his influence. Cool. All right, let's have some hookups then. Hookups. Hey. Hey, okay, hook, hey, I'll go for the hookup first. There's a Netflix anime series called The Seven Swordsman. Wavy. The concept is wavy. I know there's a film, The Seven Swordsman, The Eight Gunsmen or whatever like that with, with um, uh, what's his name, Samuel Jackson and thing. But um, this one is actually wavy. Um, I'm just about halfway through. I'm struggling with Netflix and Amazon Prime currently. I'm just doing so much. But... Um, yeah, I'm actually enjoying it. I'm actually enjoying it. So, yeah. Cool. Okay, my hookup is a book. The Bible. Another book. <laughs> Inspired by the Bible. Songs of Songs. No. That's another thing. The Knowledge of the Holy. A.W. Tozer, my guy. The Attributes of God. Yeah, so just a book where um, he, he, he goes talking about different attributes of God and, and like what they mean and mm. their, their effect on us. So stuff include the self-existence of God, self-sufficiency of God, the eternity of God. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's hey, and like the pages are like three, each chapter is like three, four pages yeah. long. So it's like but you can literally just get into it. Yeah, but and it's, it's really good read. I need to, I'm going to be doing this on the plane today. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll be going to do that. Yeah, you're flying out, it? Yeah. Off the Ghana. Immigration. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Kid Pete, do you have a hookup? Yeah, my hookup is Google News. And I would give a tip as well. I would suggest don't just select things that you're interested in, but select things, you know, far and wide. Um, we we suffer from the bubble so much with social media that, you know, back in the day, it used to be the news at seven. Mm. And everyone's watching the news and everyone gets the news mm-hmm. and, you know, you make your mind up. But now we're curating our news yeah. and... 
So like, we're not really. I only want to know about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, so anything nah. outside of that, don't care. So I'd say Google News because they're quite good at curating everything, and you know, don't just select your right wing or left wing news providers. Select everyone and anyone, and just give yourself a chance to actually know what's going mm. on. Uh, so yeah, that's that's my hookup, Google News. Coolio. All right, we're done. We're done. We're done. Sweet. Shout out to Rude for the intro outro music. Blow. Haven't turned for the ordinary amazing logo. Blow. You can find us on Twitter at the Furnace UK. You can email us at tbsfurnacehotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Maxis Furnace. No apostrophe. On all good podcasting websites and apps, including Spotify and iTunes and them things there. Maxis Furnace, no apostrophe. Peanuts, everything. Cool. I think so. And I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah, blah.